0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.
2: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
3: Welcome to the Hank Innie Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Gonna tell it like it really is. all the truth is I do
2: to, Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome into the Hank Haney podcast My name is Tim Perashka taking you through the Sunday Sizzle, a presentation of the best clips of the week on the Hank Haney podcast. Hank opened up Monday's show by reacting to the horrific tragedy last Sunday in regards to Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and all other seven on board. Hank reflects and discusses a dinner he one time had with two iconic legends, Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods. You can go to Monday and hear this entire episode on the Hank Haney
3: podcast. Got a text and she and she uh, says, Kobe Bryant passed away. And I'm like, died in a helicopter crash. I'm like, no way. And 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 you know, and then, you know, I'm get on my phone and i'm trying to you know find and it shows me a picture you know of something from the new york post and i thought oh god maybe the new york post has it wrong with it. and then you know minute later it's just all over uh twitter and just oh terrible nine people at first they thought it was like what five people and now it, it it's it turned into nine people and of course including his uh his daughter uh gianna and um Wow, they call her Gigi. I mean, it's just a, a, a tragic story. I mean, it's just uh, something that's taken the whole uh, sports world back. Uh, the the uh, Farmer's Insurance Open was being played at Torrey Pines. Uh, people kind of, you know, in the audience or the gallery knew that uh, the accident occurred and Kobe Bryant had died. But uh, Tiger, for one, didn't know. He... um didn't know until after he got done with the 18th hole, I guess, right, Tim? I mean, that's what when Joey, his caddy, Lacavia, uh, told him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tiger was quoted after the round, Hank, and he said he didn't understand why uh, gallery, by the people in the gallery, were yelling at him to do it for Mamba. He, he didn't understand what the idea behind that uh, fan um, shouting was. And then Joey told him after the round and. He, intervie- he had the interview with Amanda and oh, it was just a it was, it was a tough it was a tough day for to watch TV. It was just it was just tough.
3: It's kind of interesting. I mean, it just uh, that, uh, you know, Tiger is, is just so focused that I mean, don't you think he, I mean, wouldn't like wouldn't you have said like, hey, Joey, why, why do why does everybody keep saying that? Or what do you think people mean when they're saying that? Right. Uh, that's kind of yeah, but that's that's kind of interesting. You know, I went to to dinner one night. Uh, I think, and I can't remember exactly where it was, but I think it was in Orlando, and I was with, but but I know who it was with because it was with Tiger and it was with Kobe Bryant. And I mean, it was you know one of those uh, pinch, uh you know d- dinners. I mean, if, first, I mean, just being around Tiger Woods for six years, you know, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of of you know incredibly successful people in the sports world. And one night we went to dinner and, and Tiger said, we're going to dinner with Kobe Bryant. I thought, oh man, this is going to be <laughs> pretty special. And I I, I, remember I I remember we were at a, a, the steakhouse. I think we're at, uh, I, I want to get this right, but I think we're at like Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Orlando. That's where my, my recollection is. And I remember sitting there at dinner and thinking to myself, Wow. I mean, there's like, there's actually, there's two of these guys. I thought, and these guys are like both about the same. I mean, they, you know, like, cause they talk about, you know, Kobe's mentality and the, the black mamba and the, you know, just the, that he had such a, an, an incredible will to, to win and desire and, and determination. And I, 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 you know, of course, that's the same things you would you would say and do say about about Tiger Woods, and I, I just I re- remember remember that night you know so vividly. Just I, you know, I wasn't saying much. I was just like the person who was just you know sitting there, just kind of taking it all in. But the conversation back and forth between these two great I- iconic uh, you know champions it was uh, well, I mean, it was it was a, a special a treat for me and. Um, you know now that kobe's passed away i mean it's well i mean it, it even sticks in my mind even even more i mean where where do you where do you rate kobe bryant in terms of sports icons i mean well, maybe i mean i don't know where does he rate as a as a basketball icon magic johnson tweeted out uh, you know uh, r i p to the, uh, the greatest laker ever i mean that's that's a pretty big start right there because you know he he, he ranks ahead of himself, which is and Kareem Abdul Jabbar and you know Jerry West and I mean that's a pretty good list. You know Shaquille O'Neal. I mean that's a pretty pretty good list right there. Where where do you rank Kobe? Uh, where where does he rank in icons basketball wise, sports wise in your mind?
2: For me, Hank, he's going to be one of the top ones because I was born in 1991. You know Jordan won his rings in the 1990s, so. Kobe was really the first big time superstar that I can remember watching. Yeah. You know, you go to, you go to, uh, Christmas day games. And the first thing that pops into my mind is Kobe Bryant, wearing number eight to begin his career, yeah. um, on the Christmas day court at the Staples center. I mean, that's just a vivid memory in my mind. And then you look at Kobe's impact on the game and, uh, He's very similar to Michael Jordan. A lot of the similar moves, a lot of the similar footwork, a lot of similar styles, the trash talk and the will to win like you talked about with Tiger. I mean, arguably he's a top 10 player ever to play the game. Um, No doubt he's a top 12, top 15 player. I mean, there's no argument that he's outside of that number. Um, I mean, but in terms of total impact on the game, Hank, You know, Michael Jordan's number one, no doubt about it. LeBron's up there, but then Kobe's right up there with Magic and Shaq too. So Kobe's impact is just one of the greatest that games have ever seen.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, of course, as time goes by, I mean, you 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 know, kind of forget about guys that used to be or used to be the impact guys, and you know, it depends what age you are, and I mean, of course, I I grew up. You know, with Michael Jordan. I mean, I you know, I'm 64 years old, so I mean, I'm watching Michael Jordan, you know, his his whole career. And and of course, I, I grew up in Chicago, so I'm really watching watching Michael Jordan because I was a you know a Bulls fan. Uh, but obviously, you know, very aware of of Kobe Bryant and his his great legacy, and you know, the the five championships wow. and so on and, and 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 so forth. I mean. It's uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, it, it you know, it, th- it just goes to show you that life is is so incredibly precious. And man, you never know when you know it's it's your time. You know, I mean, you just it's 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 hard it's hard to really put your your you know mind around it to wrap your mind around. It. I mean, Tim, you're a real religious guy. I mean, how do you wrap your mind around that?
2: Yeah, Hank, it's tough. I mean, i my, I was watching at my parents' house, and I didn't even have my phone near me. And then also my phone blew up, and I got people texting me left and right, people calling me left and right. I'm just like, why is everybody calling me? And I'm just like, why is everyone calling me, texting me? Like, what in the world? I'm trying to enjoy my Sunday. And then Kobe, and it's like, oh, my gosh. The first thing you do is turn on Sports Center, and I had side-by-side picture of Sports Center and golf to watch both at the same time. And then next thing you know, Jim Nance is coming on CBS talking about Kobe. And then, you know, they're interrupting soccer games to honor Kobe overseas in Europe and stuff. And, oh, and, and, and in terms of religion, Hank, I mean, this is where that's your, you just got to try your best to cope with it. It's hard. It, and this is why religion and Christianity is there for, um, for people that do uh, put their faith and trust in it. It's like, it's it's hard to do it by yourself. It's it's hard to deal with this stuff by yourself. I mean, that's, that's all I got.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, being a, uh, a, a parent, because I mean, I, I have a, a one child and he's six years old, but Kobe Bryant had uh, four girls, little girls, and uh, of course, you know, one of them, uh, died in the in the in the crash with him he was coaching her her on basketball she was really into it she had kind of uh, brought his real passion and and uh love and and just the whole thing about the game he he credit her with bringing it really back after he retired and like she always wanted to go to games and was always asking him questions and you know, it's it's like I, I I can't you know I mean you got to just pray for her, the, their family. I mean the 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 other kids, uh, the, his wife Vanessa. I mean, geez, it's it's just uh yeah, it's just it's just, it's just such a terrible thing. My, my you know Jim Gray's a good friend of mine, the the sports announcer, and he was well he he was interviewed you know yesterday on this, and he'll be interviewed some more because he was a really uh, close friend of Kobe Bryant. And I mean he got like super, super emotional on the air, which which you would expect. And he just said, you know, you know, of course, then you I'm sure you're just trying to say anything. And he just said, you know, he's a dear friend, a great basketball player, it was honored to cover him in his career and having been fortunate enough to have been close to him. Uh it was one of the great joys of, of my life, Jim Gray said, and it's just a very, very sad moment right now. And and you know, I mean you know, most people had, you know, similar reactions. I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things that you just, you know, it just happens. I remember when, when, uh, you know, when Payne Stewart, uh, died in the plane crash, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of e- eerie, but Payne Stewart was, was 42 years old. Kobe Bryant was 41 years old. Um, you know, Payne Stewart's not, or, you know, wasn't, you know, a, a top 10 iconic, Player of all time, but you know he was a multiple major champion winner and pretty, uh, pretty up there in terms of golf figures at the at the time. And I remember when when you know he died in that uh, the, the plane crash and and you know it was it was awful. I mean it just it just it just was. But it's nothing you know in terms of the reaction on the scale of this course. Basketball is a much bigger audience worldwide than than golf is um but nevertheless I mean, when a when a great champion passed away i mean it it's it's really you know it catches your attention and it definitely has caught the the sports world's attention um not to mention the 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 golf world's attention there's a lot of uh great quotes from the uh the the players on the tour and uh, the the p g a tour um let's read some of them
2: yeah here's one from phil here hank phil said that he's mourning with the rest of the world, the tragic loss of the legend Kobe, his daughter Gianna, and all of the other passengers. This is just devastating, and there are no words to describe the sadness and loss we are all feeling. We are all so very, very sorry.
3: Yeah. yeah. Brooks Kepka said, you know, it shook right now. Our RIP Kobe, uh, Justin Thomas, can't get this video out of my head, all the things I loved Kobe for. This one is just so cool to me. I have no words other than RIP to somebody I loved and wanted to be like when I was when when it was game time. So I mean, everybody, you know, and, and the hashtag Mamba mentality. So I mean, you know, people in other sports uh, looked up to Kobe so much for, for being able to to come through in the in the clutch and mm-hmm. right. You, you know, you know the the five world championships. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. Uh, the one thing that that really <laughs> that, that I, I, I got me about Colby was that he scored sixty points in the last game he ever played. <laughs> I mean, that's like, are you kidding me? I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, let's face it. Usually, when guys leave a sport, I mean, they're leaving on their last legs. You know, I mean, not rarely does a you know a guy. And I'm not saying you know Kobe had a lot left, but he did score 60 points in his last game. It was an it was absolutely incredible. What about some other quotes from play, players? You have some?
2: Yeah, Hank. Uh, here's one coming from uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Just uh, hard to believe. Can't believe it. RIP to Kobe. Um, Eduardo Molinari said one. Please, please, please let this not be true. Like most of the world was saying. I mean, that's how, that's what most of the world's reaction was. Um, we can wrap up with one from Peter Casas here. Peter Casas says, Kobe Bryant spoke multiple languages, and none of them have the words to describe this tragedy. RIP Kobe and prayers for his family, friends, and the basketball world.
3: Yeah. You know, Bubba Watson, uh, he 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 tweeted out to me, he said, I heard the news on the 11T today. Um, we lost a great man, an incredible athlete, a legend. Uh, and his daughter and others that were, were lost it's unimaginable uh, my prayers go out to their families Thank, uh thankful uh for all we have to remember you by r.i.p kobe so um and another one from uh, one of the one of the golfers that played at the farmers insurance uh open which uh, by the way mark Leachman won and uh, I, I don't know you know how many players were aware of of what you know had transpired earlier in the day and with the uh a terrible accident and the the you know passing of Kobe Bryant but it 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 definitely affected the the telecast there's no there's no doubt about that we'll take a little break and uh, we'll be right back on the Hank Any podcast
0: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity qx80
5: <laughs>
2: The Farmers Insurance Open was the first big tournament so far in 2020, and Hank broke down the big player performances at Torrey Pines. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and listen to the entire episode.
3: Now, you got Rory McIlroy tied at 12 under par uh, for the uh, third place, and... You look at McElroy, McElroy also got off to a terrible start on Sunday. He was three over par after after four holes. Now if McElroy would have won, you know, shoulda woulda coulda, but he could've taken over number one in the world uh, from Brooks Kepka. But uh, he ended up losing by by three shots. He was forty second in putting. Okay, not uh, you know, not great, not typically good enough to win a tournament. And if you look at his strokes gained putting, he was 0.59. So he, he was seven and he, he gave up seven and a half shots to Mark Leishman with the putter and lost by, ended up losing by three. So there you, there you go right there. He was, he was fifth in strokes gained T to green. Roy McElroy is just, uh, he's, he's going to have an incredible year. And every tournament that he putts good in, uh, he's, he's going to be a threat to win. It's just really that simple. Why do you think he's going to have an incredible year, Hank? He's so consistent with the ball striking, and I, I really think he he's his attitude is fantastic, and he, and I think he I think he has improved his putting. Those are tough greens to putt at, at Torrey Pines, uh, but I think he's improved his putting. I mean, he didn't have the best week, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, forty second is not not bad at all, and uh, you know if he can. Creep into the top ten, and weeks, oh, in weeks he finishes top ten putting. He, he's in all likelihood he's going to win the tournament, uh, unless that's the same week that Tiger finishes first in putting, or Kepka finishes first in putting, or Rahm finishes first in putting. Remember, those guys are not going to finish first in putting very often. So, McElroy just needs to get top ten, top twenty in putting, and he's going to be a threat to win any any tournament. And he's just so long, he hits it so good. Reduces the power of the golf courses down to 68 because of his length, and uh, you know he's 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 just gonna he's he's gonna be be tough to beat. I mean, I think McElroy, so far, the you know when you look at last year and the way it ended, and you look at this year and you know kind of the way it's already started, I think you have to look at at McElroy, and I think you have to look at Tiger to be honest with you. Is that you know you because you know we don't know what Kepka's gonna do. He had the the bad knee. Uh, has only played once, played over in uh, Saudi Arabia, didn't, you know, didn't do great over there, didn't do terrible, but he didn't, you know, he didn't, didn't light it on fire. Although, you know, he doesn't get too excited when it's not a major. So I wouldn't, you know, never, uh, you know, put it past him at, at major championships. But I think right now, when you look at, and you got to put Ram in there too. Ram has been tough, end of the year, beginning of this year, you know, Ram's, Ram's good. Rahm, Rory, Tiger. Yeah going to be going to be good. tiger finishes 9 under for the tournament finished in uh what do you finish eighth place ninth tied for ninth ninth place tied for ninth okay um so here's 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 the tiger analysis uh tee to green sixth plenty good enough uh putting 47th not good uh, gave away uh, so many strokes on the on the greens to uh Leishman that you know you just you 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 got to have a better uh, you gotta have a better you know putting tournament than that you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna win now it, it, it's it's always interesting I me mean, you know i talk about this all the time um uh, you know Leishman beat him eight shots on the putting green and beat him uh six shots in the tournament so there you go uh but but here's the thing like people like always think like okay you know yeah tiger can do it tiger can win tiger can win and i thought, okay the first round he starts off and he has a three putt in round one, then okay, that's that's you know that's not a good sign because you've got you know plenty of holes to go and you, you know now you, you kind of you know you know I always always say you got this formula where you got to adhere to where it's, it's probably no more than two and penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. So you already had one in the first round. You're, you're kind of you know against the wall already to a certain extent. Second round, Tiger comes with a penalty shot. Uh Where he hooked a three wood into the uh, garbage. I forget what hole it was. I it was like fourteen or something. And anyway, he took a penalty shot there, ended up making bogey. But uh penalty shot there, and then he had a four putt. His first hole, of the second round, he had a four putt. Four putted the, the hole. So, so that's the equivalent of two three putts. I, I, a four putt counts for two three putts. You know, that's just what it is. And then he three putted again in the in the third round, and again in the fourth round. So he's got. One, three, three putts, a four putt. So that's five, three putts and a penalty shot. And uh, there's your, there's your six shots and he loses by six shots. So like I've said quite a few times and people probably get tired of hearing this analysis, but Tiger's margin for victory is not, you know, what it, it's not what it used to be. I mean, it, it, it it's still, He's still got got plenty of margin for victory, but it's not what it used to be. And he can't he can't play in a tournament and give away six shots and win the tournament. He just doesn't. You know that's not where his game is at this at this point in his in his career. But for the first term of the year, uh, you know he notched a top ten buried the last hole, hit a good drive, hit a great second shot, hit a two hundred forty five yard three wood which for him is a little three wood. And, and that's almost harder to do than, you know, put him at 275 or 280 and say, okay, hit it as hard as you can, blast away, full swing, full throttle, and, you know, you hit that shot. It's almost a harder shot to gear it down, but hit a high one that's soft that'll stop on the green and you got to take something off it three woods a hard cl- you know it's not like you're trying to take something off a wedge you're trying to take some off a three wood i mean that's a that that's a, a hard shot so i thought tiger looked good uh, I thought he looked great, actually. I mean, his, his swing—he just, you know, he needed to to do a little better with the putter. It's interesting because I listened to, you know, when you listen to all the commentary, and I my—I want to get—we're going to get into that a little bit a little bit later, but you listen to the commentary, and oh my goodness! I mean, do you listen? Do you do you do you watch and listen to, the, to what these guys are saying? No, <laughs> yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah, I—I I, it's funny that you bring that up because there's—I <laughs> literally texted myself the quote of the day for me. So can I, can I share that real quick?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear it.
2: All right. So Rory's on the second green um, second hole. He's already bogeyed hole number one. And the commentator goes, I got a good feeling. He's not going to try to drop back to back shots here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Like, hello. Rick. Brilliant. Tell me something. <laughs> I, tell me, tell me something. I don't know. I mean, right. I, really? I mean, that, that's what you're coming with there. Oh my gosh. Well, I, what I loved is is how they just they go on and on and on like about different players. And and they do this all the time, you know, but one of the things, you know, like they'll go on and on about Phil Mickelson's short game, they go on and on about Ricky Fowler's putting. Uh, you know, they go they they go on and on about Jordan Spieth's wedge play. They go on and on about Tiger's iron play, which is was is you know for a good reason because he is a great iron player. They go on and on about Phil's bad driving. Oh my God, they go on and on about that. One thing they were going on about at uh, Torrey Pines was how Tiger was such a great putter on Poanna greens. You know, he's got this figured out, and there's this discussion that's going on with uh Dottie Pepper. And uh and Nick Faldo and Dottie Pepper you know, Tigers got got these just putting on Poana figured out. And then, you know, they get this discussion going back and forth about well, what what does he have figured out? And then uh I think it was Dottie Pepper goes, Well, he, you know, he, he 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 gotta get the ball rolling on top of the the poanna, which is, poanna is a, is a weed. And what happens at the greens at, at Torrey Pines and the greens in, in California, you know, f- for the most part in general, unless they've been redone recently, they get this poanna in there and there's a mixture of grass. So there's bent grass, there's poanna, there's different grasses in there, and they all grow at different rates of speed. So, so in the morning, everything's nice and smooth. And then as the day wears on, the grass starts growing, the poanna grows at a different speed. And it it gets bumpy, it gets uneven. So they're saying you got to get the ball rolling on top of the the poana. Well, I mean, I don't really know what that means. Okay, I, I, I guess that means that you you if you put a good topspin on the ball, it rolls on top of the poana better. I I don't I don't really know to be honest. I like I like I can't figure out what they're talking about. So when they say get the ball rolling on top of the grass because it's not gonna it, it it's it can't roll under the grass I mean where else is it gonna roll but on top of the grass uh, but they talk about this stuff and the, and then and then she goes well he gets the ball rolling on top of the grass and then uh, he you know he takes more takes some of the break out and hits it hits it firmer and I'm thinking okay you know that's 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 good is that and I'm thinking that's probably how you four putt the first hole. I mean, I mean, when they talk about how somebody is just so great at putting Poana, and he's just so great at putting, Poana, so great at putting Poana, so great at putting, Poana, you know, in the day they were talking about that. What's that? That's the day he started off the first hole with a four putt. I'm like, if he's so great at putting Poana, and he is, okay, I get it. He's he's putted great in California before. He's putted great at Torrey Pines. But why are you going on and on about how great he is at putting in Poana when he just four putted the first hole? And it's costing them, you know, that four putt right there. I mean, you can fight, you can grind it out, you can Tiger Woods it all you want, but you're not going to win a golf tournament with three three putts, a four putt, and a penalty stroke. Not when you're playing against these players today. And yet they go on and on and on about how great he is at putting on Poana. And I'm like, okay, well, why'd you just four putt? You know, I mean, it, 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 tell you who was great at putting on Poana last week? It was Mark Leishman. He finished first in putting. He beat he beat Tiger 8 shots on the putting green. 8, 8. And beat him the uh, is 6 shots on the scorecard. There's, so why, why are we talking about how great Tiger's putting cuz he wasn't putting that great? That doesn't mean he won't next week, whatever. But see this is uh, the, the this three putting you know, and, and, and he avoided it at Zozo. He didn't, you know, he didn't three putt on the game. Maybe one, maybe one three putt there. I don't even know if he had any, uh, when he won. Um, he also, at the Masters, he only had two three putts. But if you look at his tournaments, he's, he's had a hard time getting through tournaments without three putt. So the, the, the tournament the Tiger plays when he gets around with zero or one three putt, I, I, and the way he's hitting the ball, I think you can just pretty much book it that he's going to be right there at the end for the, with a very good chance to win, a very good chance to win. But you can't have uh, three three putts and a four putt equivalent of five three putts and a penalty shot, six shots, uh, you know, and and think you're going to beat you know John Rahm or or you know Rory McIlroy or you know even even. You know, Mark Leishman. I mean, it's just not, not when Mark Leishman's hole everything from all over the place. So anyway, that was that was just some of, some of my analysis. We're going to take a little break, uh, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Any podcast.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
5: mix, and crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, ultra-thick multi-surface cleaner, no more sponges or other cleaning products needed, and Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
2: The man who broke the news of the World Golf Tour was Jeff Shackelford and he joined Hank on Thursday's episode of the Hank Haney Podcast. Here's Jeff sharing what the World Golf Tour is bringing and challenging the PGA Tour with. You can go to Thursday's episode and hear the entire show on the Hank Haney Podcast.
3: So there's a lot of lot of intriguing stuff about this World Golf Tour. Now, uh, could they get this all put together? Well... Uh, I guess time will tell and we'll see. But it comes at an interesting time because the television contracts are all being uh, negotiated right now. They haven't been signed, uh, but they're negotiated for the PGA Tour. And obviously, if this would happen, it would uh, turn that on its, on its head. So one person that knows, I think, the most about this is my friend uh, Jeff Shackelford. Uh, he's posted, I don't know how many different uh, blog posts on his uh, jeffshackelford.com, which which by the way, is my go-to website. You want to know golf information and uh, get a little uh, entertainment value too, uh, jeffshackelford.com. So he's got about four or five stories on on this already. He's got... Uh, a Premier Golf League answers many questions. And, and Jeff's really the one that broke this story first. I mean, it's, he's he's been hearing about this for a, a while. And we've all heard kind of rumors of this. But the next thing you know, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, catching on. So, I mean, there's just one story right after another on JeffShuckford.com. Uh, Phil Mickelson's comments, Rory McIlroy's comments. All the guys are getting asked now. Uh, the whole uh, kind of press release at the uh, – premier golf league uh, people sent out that answers a bunch of questions and then just a lot of uh, speculation. So anyway, uh, my guest today is Jeff Shuckford and we're going to talk about this new premier golf league. All right, Jeff, uh, the world's golf league, uh, the premier golf league, the how, how many names has this had already?
6: Uh, well, actually, technically it's, it's four because Yeah, the World Golf Series, uh, Tour de Force, which is what I was uh, referring to it as with any people I contacted. Then they came out with their notice this week that it's the Premier Golf League. But then they said it's really to be called the league. So, okay, I've got four names.
3: Which name you like the best?
6: I actually like Tour de Force. I I feel a lot of people feel that's really dated and lame and weird. And I I, kind of liked it. Premier Golf League, I, I don't understand how they don't get sued by the Premier League.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a little, well, I mean, a world golf tour, I don't know. Anyway, it, it all it all sounds, good. explain the, kind. you're the one that's broke this whole story, really. Now, um, it seems like you're the only one that's touching this. What, what's that all about?
6: Well, it's a sensitive topic. It's a complicated topic for a lot of people to wrap their head around. And then it's just not something that uh, a lot of people believe has any, realistic merit of, of happening. And I, I think that's naive. I think it's already just being out there um, now publicly has kind of allowed some other people to weigh in and you'll, if you really step back from it, I don't think people will ever look at pro golf the same way ever again, who who follow it closely and have read about it. Um, but in a nutshell, they see issues with uh, the way the PGA tour has expanded and and a little bit the European tour as well. And they are trying to offer a way that allows top players to have more opportunities to play together uh, under a uh, sort of refreshed mindset of looking at the way the game has gotten bloated, both in field size and the length of the day, um, the length of tournaments. Yeah, And then, you know, they're very heavily... Uh, backed by people on um, the other side of the Atlantic who are very familiar with, with uh, kind of the dramatics that go with, with football teams, formula one and are very involved in, in in loving the Ryder cup and seeing how the cup events have worked in golf. And I think, uh, although I don't really, really remember reading anything to this extent, but I, I, I believe they're tapping into uh, a feeling that, 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 a younger generation is more attracted to teen sports in general and that individual sports are, are less attractive. And and my kind of my basic sampling would, would back that up, that things like the PGA junior league and uh, just in, in tennis is pursuing some uh, going back to maybe reconsidering its old team tennis format. So they're tapping into all those things. And then ultimately though, it's, it's certainly about, money and and they've also tapped into a an underlying sense that that you know more about than than I do I think because you've been around these top players more I really never have gotten the sense that they feel underpaid but even Rory McIlroy who who really isn't a guy about the money anymore that slipped into his comments yeah, when, when he we asked him about it so yeah. they're 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 going as, as he said they they are Uh, going after these little things that, that, that these, these exposures, these little openings and cracks, and they've capitalized on that. And to their credit, they're very organized. They spent many years talking to people. And now, according to the commissioner in an email to the players tonight, um, that I've, I've been told and seen, um, also on Twitter mentioned, they have been given a very large influx of, um, cash on top of the investors they already had from um it, it would appear some somewhere in saudi arabia which
3: is oh, really? be
6: hosting a golf tournament this week so
3: this is a this is a new development
6: it is um i mean i i had a good sense that that was kind of the most recent piece yeah of uh the puzzle that the kingdom or somebody representing them has mm-hmm. ejected uh a billion dollars and oh, wow. the commissioner came right out and and didn't give that that dollar figure, but but invoked Saudi Arabia to the players in the in the email, and um, so I assume that's his way of trying to suggest that the money is uh, is is somehow tainted or dirty, uh, and uh, they are going on the offensive as well, and they are going to um, fight this because really the the future of the PGA Tour is at, at stake.
3: Well, you know, okay, so their proposal, you know, as, as we've kind of read it, is 18 tournaments, top 48 players, or just 48 players. I don't know if they're the top 48 players. It's not really determined how you're going to get into the 48. Yeah,
6: exactly. Um,
3: and, that's, and that's an issue because, you know, guys that are clearly – You know, like take Jordan Spieth for for example, he's one of the you know top draws in the game, Uh, but he's currently outside the top 48. And Phil Mickelson, and you know the same thing. But so there's there's you know issues that need to be worked out. But 48 players, a shotgun start, where everybody's playing at the same time, Uh, no cut. First two rounds, yeah, first first two rounds, no cut, 54 holes. Uh, You know, it, it it there's. A lot of good concepts to it. I mean, I I think I, I personally like it. I mean, now you mentioned about you know the players and and did they do they feel under? I'd never heard of a player that I was ever around ever talk about how they thought they were underpaid. I think they're all very appreciative of, of what they have, but I personally, personally, me, you know, just as a a, a you know golf observer, I I think they're underpaid. I mean, relative okay. to okay. relative to other sports, uh, you know, like and I think the most underpaid person in all of sport is Tiger Woods. Right. I mean, when you Absolutely. look at what he has done for the PGA Tour, I mean, it's just like it's just craziness. Now, everybody else has ridden on his coattails and they, they've done better. But I but, you know, when you look at what they make and I, I don't think you can necessarily Although everybody will you count you know everything they make off the course, but I don't know if that's really a fair way to keep score i mean you you know you 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 look at their salary, which is zero other than you know endorsements, but I mean what they make they have to they have to earn on the course but I mean they don't make that much money relatively speaking compared to other sports i mean i don't I don't think i mean that's just you know that that's that's my opinion, but I haven't heard players voice that but i I think if they you know they're they're all they all would like more, I can tell you that much. And you know, who wouldn't? You know, everybody right. would. No,
6: yeah, of course. And uh well, somehow that has become something that they believe. And I and I'll give you one example of where I would see it, and and you know you've read my blog a long time, um, and I've I've complained about it a lot, that the commissioner of the PGA tour is incentivized and the people who I, I take snarky shots at it, um, but now it's really become a serious matter. They are incentivized. They have contracts, and I've never been able to get a player to tell me who's been on the various boards and things how exactly it works, but we all kind of have a, a, a general idea. Playing opportunities and purse growth. They are, they are given bonuses. They are incentivized to grow those things. They are not incentivized to, to put their foot down and, and say what is best for the, for the, and I hate the word, but the product.
3: Right, so right.
6: that's their job and they've done their job. Well, they've got an event in Puerto Rico and Bermuda and, and, and guys who we didn't even know were still alive or getting called up because we've got to fill the field out. So they've, they've got way too many opportunities now. So money that comes from TV that, that subsidizes a portion of the purses along with the, the sponsorship money, those Big names are saying, now, wait a second. So every time you add an event, two things happen. One, that's money that could have gone to the events most of us play. Um, or or maybe, let's say, uh, or an event that that used to be played a lot that needs a little help. You know, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a, yeah. The, the Bob Hope Classic needs
3: a little boost. Yeah, the money the money has to come from somewhere. It just uh, You just don't, you know, you don't print some more or pick some more off the tree. You know, you got to take it from one place to put it someplace else
6: well and so yeah so that that lump of money some of that's going there so that makes them mad um that that the events they do actually play uh could be worth more if it weren't for these things you're adding in these these opposite field things and that nobody's watching right. And then the thing that also makes them mad is that the more they keep adding these, these events the more they get questioned why they're not playing this week and not playing yeah. that one and then the tour's you know, uh, asking them, Hey, Hey, um, so-and-so you're from that state, you know, that's you, could you play that hometown event? We need you. And, and then they get mad about that. So this bloat on oversaturation now is really catching up to them in a way that, you know, we don't really understand as, as fans or people observing the sport until you kind of dig into that, that sort of wonky stuff of, of, uh, purses and, and and we don't know, you know, the TV purse, the pool of money they get there, and then how they distribute it, and what goes to paying for a new uh, snack bar at the TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, yeah. What goes to this and that, and and so, but that's one thing we do know where that money gets kind of diluted, and so I think that has some people mad, and um, that adds to this um, this situation because they're all a little bit tired of of having a year-round job and 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 i know people don't really take much or won't sympathize with that but take a justin rose he he, it's not because he wants to go sit on a beach for three months he wants to be at his absolute best when he shows up at a tournament so when the when the year is spread out the way it it is and he does want to go and claim a check in singapore probably you know that's kind of silly and whatever golfers have always done that Um, And chase those 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 kinds of uh, things. You wonder, like, did you really need to fly to Singapore for that? But that's what they they'll always do that. Yeah, they will. No, they'll never stop. But they would like. They also are genuine, and they when they when they show up, they want to be good. No, no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, and they're getting pulled a bunch of different ways, and they're tired of it. And this group has come in and targeted that. They've targeted things that the fan at home wants to know, you know, why isn't the Bob Hope, a.k.a. now the American Express, why isn't that finishing on Monday? It always is Martin Luther King Day. It's a national holiday. Why are you trying to compete with football games? You know, they get into detail like that in their proposal. They're, they're questioning a lot of different things like that. And um, it's, I you know, I, it's impressive. And, I, you know, after five years, you should have a pretty good sense of these things. But still, it's impressive that they're, punching a lot of buttons that that a lot of us would like to see pushed and and it's it's going to be fascinating to see at the you know worst case this is going to to me raise real questions about the current television deal that they're about to sign and maybe force more rethinking of the whole uh, the whole thing
2: lastly we finish up with the atmosphere and environment at the waste management phoenix open Hank's wife Suzanne attended Thursday's round and shared her thoughts, and her experiences on the environment and atmosphere in Phoenix, Arizona, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open.
3: Joining me now is my wife, Suzanne, who,
7: <laughs> <laughs> what, are you
3: laugh, what are you laughing at?
7: Because <laughs> I know what you're going to ask me. <laughs>
3: uh suzanne went to the phoenix waste management open today of course this is a big thing every year you know like i said earlier you know are you going to the open everybody's like are you going to the open so suzanne says she's going to the open i i personally have not gone to the phoenix open uh in a well i i, I usually go i usually go to see the concerts my my man kelly james who's nice enough to do the the uh Opening song for our, our podcast here. He is actually performing, uh, and I've seen him so many times. I'm not going to, you know, I I feel bad about not going to see him this time. But uh, so he's performing. I think on maybe Friday or Saturday. So anyway, we still might make that. Who well, knows?
7: we're heading to Vegas on.
3: Saturday. Oh yeah, we're not going to make that. We're going to Vegas for Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, so that's not. gonna So I'm not going to make it. Uh, oh, I got a good excuse. We're going to be out of town. Um, but but when when my man Kid Rock is performing, then we go and and. Uh, you know, like Dirk's Bentley's this this year, so that would that would have been been good. I think too. he's what? tomorrow night. Is he? All right, all right. Well, anyway, well, but that, that's usually when I when I go to the Phoenix Open, it's usually to go to a, a great concert. Now, my excuse is, I I went to twenty between twenty and twenty five tournaments a year on the PGA Tour.
7: I get it, but this is not a typical PGA Tour tournament. This is the greatest golf tournament ever. Ever, 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 ever.
3: It's the greatest golf tournament ever. I
7: mean, there's nothing. Hands down, nothing. I mean, this is my master's. Oh, it's your man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Really? Yes. But, and What was
3: the... So today you went to the tournament with your girlfriends.
7: Yeah. Uh, Thursday is kind of like your a hair girl's done day. You,
3: it's amazing that you, you got your hair done. Yeah. But you had a, a girl come to the house.
7: Well, I got an arm issue too, though. Okay.
3: So, okay. All right. All right. So we, we had a girl come to the house. Okay to blow dry your hair so you could go to the phoenix open
7: yeah absolutely
3: (laughs) how many of your girlfriends did did, did the same i mean is that the uh the only you guys all picked out your outfits oh yeah the phoenix
7: open is something you talk about for you know well they do i mean i kind of can get my off at the day of but they plan their outfits like weeks in advance like Colin, Colin's sister was in Amy's store picking out her outfits, oh but see, God. she is a, Thunder- so you have to have
3: an outfit for the Phoenix Oh Open. yeah,
7: absolutely. She's a Thunderbird wife though. So b- being a Thunderbird wife, you have to kind of be there every day and, you know, look really good. What is a,
3: what is a typical, uh, really good, uh, Phoenix Open, Waste Management Open, the Open? What does an outfit look like?
7: Well, it's kind of casual. I mean, no, you okay. don't want to look like the girls in the heels that everybody makes fun of okay. that haven't ever been that walk around in these like stilettos and and booties and okay. the whole so deal. Because then you kind of make fun of them like they're trying to What hard.
3: did you did you go with what kind of shoes no, did you had, go with? No,
7: I had just like sneakers. Sneakers. Okay. Goose. okay. All right. Yeah, okay. jeans. Okay. Kind of a cute top, you know.
3: All right so uh what was the what was the what what uh great shots did you see today did you see a lot of good golf or was well, it uh, who who did I mean, who, I can, who who did you follow who did i
7: follow yeah, well, who, well who, I, who, can who, I can what exp- group did you follow today <laughs> i did can you, explain that to you
3: did you did you um, stand did you just stand no, behind a tee like no. behind the first tee and watch everybody tee off or the a 16th tee that's a good hole to watch or did you like 17th tee 18th they hit a big drive on Do eighteen. You re- did you see did, <laughs> did you did you really want to know my day yeah, let, Can me, I let, talk? Me, let me hear what you, let me hear Can I what, talk? What, Let me hear the shot. Let's hear it.
7: Okay, so we all show up and we get escorted by Trudy's husband, Danny Cronenberg. He's a Thunderbird. Okay, so, we gotta, walk so in, a big so thing we is walk you, have in, have oh, yeah, you have to have the Thunderbird connection. Okay, oh, yeah, you have to have the Thunderbird connection. We walk in the back gate, all six oh, wow. of us, okay, okay girls. Back gate. And, did um, you guys
3: feel? did oh, your, we did your girl, you, whole, you get that back gate treatment a oh, lot. Oh, I get but the back your, gay treatment. Did your girlfriends feel like they were pretty big time that you oh, got back gate?
7: They were all big time. I, you know, I'm not a. You know, this is not so much my deal. The Thunderbird. This this was Colin's deal today. Okay, So your she, friend, was, your she was <is> feeling pretty good today. Yeah. 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 Your uh, best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And her girlfriend, Trudy, is a Thunderbird. Okay. And so is Colin's sister's husband. Okay. So you had it all lined up. We had some stuff lined up. How
3: did you you get there, by the way? I I noticed your car didn't move today. Nobody drives themselves, do they? Trudy
7: drove. Trudy drove. Because she wasn't really drinking today. Tomorrow's her big day. Okay. She had like two drinks or something all day. But
3: tomorrow she goes big?
7: Oh, she goes big on Friday. Then so they go when she concert. goes big, does she go
3: Uber? Or yeah, she they're go? all
7: going to go back go tomorrow. And they're going so Uber. she
3: wasn't going big today. She was saving it for tomorrow. So yeah. she could drive today. Yeah, because
7: okay. she's right. got to go Saturday as well. Because She's oh, a wow. Thunderbird wife. So they go every day.
3: So a Thunderbird wife has to go every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, and there's a Thunderbird wife party too. Isn't oh yeah, there? Like, absolutely. Like Wednesday night or something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay,
7: so we show up, we walk in the back gate, and there's this place called House and Grounds, and it's only like Thunderbird friends, family. Okay. It's a exclusive little, you know, tent, yeah. and uh, we walk in there, and we what get do they some. They got, what do they have in there? Well, it was what like it? we didn't get there till almost noon, so okay. it was yeah. they had um, catered salmon, chicken. Wow. Um, couscous. Okay. It was actually a delici- delicious lunch. And um, one of my favorite rose wines, Whispering Angel. Oh, so okay. everybody got a glass of wine. We started drinking at noon. And after that tent, we walked over to. The other tent, it was the family tent, okay? And then from that tent, and you have to have Did you see some
3: shots on the way? Oh, no, you-
7: no, because here's my explanation for that, though, okay. and it's not my fault. I would have liked to walk, but we got escorted by a golf cart. But you at
3: tent. least got to see a couple holes. But- oh,
7: I got to see the grass when we went by. On the golf cart, and I was trying to look. Did you see it? I was trying to look for a golfer. So, because I knew you were going to ask. On the
3: way over to that other tent, you didn't get to see any golf shots. No, I saw. I saw. I thought I
7: saw Ricky Fowler like six times. Well, there were guys dressed like Ricky Fowler like six times. So I thought it was Ricky Fowler. Okay. I so my you head thought you saw
3: Ricky Fowler, but you didn't really see Ricky Fowler. Okay. All right. So you just saw a guy dressed like Ricky.
7: There Fowler. were like six of them. Oh my gosh. That's so good. In the bright orange outfits. Oh really? Just walking around. So is that
3: a big guy's outfit? As a R- pretend you're Ricky Fowler?
7: I mean, it wouldn't be a guy. I would talk to his outfit. <laughs> I'll tell you that much.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh did you see anybody jump in the lake today? Or no, it, uh, no, nobody no jumping in the, in the lake. lake. No,
7: and then we went to the Bay Club, which is like $500 a ticket.
3: For it's, the Bay Club? Yeah. It's $500 yeah, a ticket. It's the
7: most exclusive place. Like to, to
3: get in there to for get one in day? For
7: one day is $500. Yeah. Well, so well, I,
3: well, What's in the Bay Club for
7: $500? All you can drink, all you can eat. Um, they had an espresso thing. They have, you know, pizzas tacos. It's literally tacos. $500? It's $500. And I went in there to see if I could find Mike Meldman and say hi to you How did know, you get, Casa Did you get a ticket suite. for there? Yes, I had a ticket from there wow. from Trudy. Trudy and came, Trudy, Trudy hooked it up. Through. Trudy came through okay. for all of us. And um. so long story short, I saw all your friends in there.
3: Oh, who are oh, all yeah, my Oh, yeah,
7: I saw, I saw Ron Snyder. Okay. Go to go. Yeah. And I saw um, Ray Whitney, okay. hockey player.
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, right.
7: Yeah. Andrew McGinnis. Your Andrew buddy. McGinnis. Okay. He loves pickleball.
3: Yeah. From from. Guy, they were all the guys. They were the, all the guys uh, are crew.
7: Andrew Medley. They were all okay, you know talking
3: pickleball buddy.
7: Yeah. They're all huh. talking about you, and you know how you're doing, and when you're coming back. When I'm and coming back. Are you hitting pickleballs? Is that why you're not here today? And they all ask why you're not here. I was
3: actually practicing a little bit.
7: They all ask why. Why doesn't Hank come to the open? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hank does some Hank doesn't drink?
7: <laughs> yeah, but they don't think that's they don't think that's a reason to not come to the open because there's there's a lot to look at. Regardless of not drinking. You're missing out. Just not going to the Open. It's
3: a looking thing. It's a
7: looking thing. Do they
3: realize Hank's been to 750 <laughs> tournaments in his life?
7: But you haven't been to the Phoenix Open. You <laughs> have they, not do they realize Hank's
3: been to the Phoenix Open before when he was coaching?
7: Well, not in this level. Oh you were not God. in the Bay Club.
3: Not in the Bay. Okay. No? So I, I have to admit, I've never no, been to the I've been to the Phoenix Open, so but I've never been to the Bay Club. from
7: the Bay Club down to Greenskeepers and at about 5 o'clock. What's
3: Greenskeepers? That's another oh, tent? Oh, that's
7: another tent. So that's okay. where the DJs are all spinning at like 5 o'clock. Everybody goes down there and it's another huge how big party. is
3: a bake how many people would be in the bay club
7: oh a couple thousand wow yeah okay yeah and then it it funnels in and then you go now, what's to the whole deal there? area it's like
3: everybody trying to, to like there's a lot of uh, hot chicks in there are they trying to get picked up are there oh, guys there's tons that, of everybody's, hot chicks. everybody's trying to get there's the, tons of hot guys are all hitting on them well there's
7: doing? a lot of married people too though in there that how do they you know, know you're
3: married though they don't know you're married they're
7: just well, they look at your ring on your no, hand i mean you gotta
3: check out the ring. Yeah, check okay. out the ring.
7: Okay. But no, it's it's definitely like a social scene. So and, and, and and
3: on the way over to the Bay Club, did you watch a little golf?
7: Mm-hmm. I I tried I tried to watch some golf, but the problem was the bay club funnels down into the greenskeeper, and you can't even see. So you the, told me Ricky you Fowler, Fowler you the... told me
3: Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth probably weren't going to make the cut. But was that just trying to fake me out a little bit, like you might have <laughs> seen him hit or something? Or did you look no, that up on I lo- the internet I looked it up or on what the you internet? How'd you find somebody No, I looked told you up. That? Yeah, you looked, looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so no, I
7: didn't see any golf today. In all honesty, I did not see any golf. No shots. And, no shots, how would you, and I felt how really you, guilty about it. But I took a really pretty picture of the golf course. Oh, you did. Yeah.
3: Okay. What was there? Any golfers in the
7: picture? No, it was empty on our way out. What
3: like hole did you take a picture of?
7: Eighteen.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the you didn't see one shot.
7: No, I didn't. See do you know
3: one who's shot. winning the tournament?
7: Yeah, I can't. I don't know who he is though. You do know, he, you know. He's not like a a real well known golfer. Wyndham Clark. Yeah, Wyndham. That's right. <laughs> that's W. Wyndham. Clark.
3: W Clark, that's correct. Okay. Um wh- what would you say the crowd size was there today at the Weiss Minute? Was it like massive? I mean, is there just people? Oh, it's everywhere? massive. You think Thursday's it's
7: like two- not as bad of a day to go though. Thursday's the best day. It's not what as crowded think, like as Friday or
3: something. What do they say the attendance is, you know? They they, they stopped was, they stopped reporting it, I think.
7: I think it was like two hundred and seventy five thousand last year on, on oh, the Saturday, Saturday Saturday was two seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Today was not that. Today no. it was probably a hundred thousand less than that. Thursday
3: is a good day to go. Hundred seventy small day. One hundred seventy-five thousand. Yeah. Because greatest Phoenix Open is. I I I tell people all the time, the model for tournaments. I mean, forget about the majors. Forget about Augusta. I mean, that's a those are in their own league. I mean, Augusta's in its own league. You know, and then everybody else falls in line behind it. But uh, in terms of just a PGA Tour event, the best tournament. Is the phoenix waste management open I mean, it's not even close i mean how, how do you look at the amount of people that are out there the tents uh the the amount of money that's raised like 13 something million for charity last year alone i mean it's, it's just absolutely amazing that what a production this is they put up all these stands like they build them and then they tear them down so like they spend months like like, like three months three or four months, months, months ahead like, of time well really you spent like four months building it and four months taking it down
2: thanks for tuning in to the sunday sizzle on the hank caney podcast my name is tim Perachka. thank you for making the hank caney podcast a part of your day we will be back tomorrow to break down the big game the super bowl and the waste management phoenix open talk to you then hope you have a great day
3: Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.